Hey, I'm Justin Trapp. I'm Wade Bearden. And this is the Hello Church Podcast presented by Ministry Pass. Presented, powered by Ministry Pass. I like that word powered. It's like powered it's, it's like, like gas. It's got a little oomph in it. Yeah, this is the first episode. And, and I'm excited because, Justin, we've been talking about this for a while. We wanted to put together a podcast and we've been kind of learning and growing and and now it's finally here. Yeah, so a little bit about us. We were both pastors, mm-hmm. and now we lead organization that serves pastors. And the podcast really is a collection of lessons that we've learned uh, in church and business, but also that are still learning. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of the same parallels running an organization that we, you know, those same tensions that we had as pastors, we had running yeah. organizations. So um, I'm excited. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because we have a chance to observe and come in contact with so many churches around the world, and it's it's illuminating. And then we're working in our local church uh, still today. So it's just a great opportunity, and hopefully we can kind of relay that information here into the podcast. And I really love what we're going to talk about today because it's extremely relevant for where we're at right now. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about three powerful lessons the church is learning in 2020. Mm-hmm. And if you would have told me when I was a kid, 2020 would be the year where like there's no toilet paper on the shelves, uh-huh. you can't find paper towels. Yeah. You know, there's a chicken shortage. I I, I wouldn't have believed it because uh-huh. 2020 in our mind for so long was like this sci-fi year, this yeah. sort of iconic number. Things would get easier, not harder. Yeah, and we'd have like you know, robot dogs and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, sadly, that has not happened. No, it's not happened. And, you know, it's it's just, a, it's kind of a wild time and things are moving so quickly because of the internet, because of travel. The world uh, can change faster than it ever has. There's really, the, the warning time is so short. You know, we're talking about, oh, you know, we had months to prepare, but still it's like, it's months as in the past, it could have been, you know, a year or whatever. It's a just, decade. It's just, it's just really hard to understand at times, but that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, and, and 2020 has been a unique year, obviously, with uh, COVID-19 mm-hmm. and, you know, most of the world quarantining. Mm-hmm. And churches found themselves and pastors found themselves all of a sudden having to literally, organizations, restaurants, the whole world, yeah. having to turn on a dime. Yes, and that has presented some challenges. Yeah, they had to just innovate quickly. And if you're used to a particular system, a particular schedule, and you think about the rhythms of the church, and there are rhythms for a reason. We're creating these habits, but those rhythms have been disruptive. And so you're used to producing a service, you're used to doing this every week, and now it's, hey, you've been doing that for you know, 5, 10, 20 years and you're not doing that anymore. Yep. You've got to put together an online service. Which brings us to our first point, or our first lesson, if you will, is is that a, pol- a polished presentation isn't mandatory anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's so important as we're as we're kind of learning. You you don't have to put together something perfect. You just need to put together something that that is meaningful for your audience, something that has depth. I mean, I was watching Justin, a live stream with Timothy Keller. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be all uh, polished, but it's just really him in front of his bookshelf at home. And it's kind of cluttered, uh, which is funny. Wow. But bookshelf shaming. I, yeah, <laughs> mine is too. But I, 
I just love listening to his content because course, just yeah. the the wisdom and he's such a great teacher as it is. It didn't matter. And I think that's so important for where we're at. It it doesn't matter how crisp and clear and you have the best cameras. I mean, you've got a incredible camera on your phone. Um, I, I, Chase Jarvis, he's kind of a well-known photographer. Mm-hmm. I, he said the best camera is the one that's with you. Hmm. And which, you know, everyone has a phone now. Everyone has a camera. And yeah. what I think has really changed the game you know, 20 years ago, the only people producing content, right, public, publishing content, yeah. were organizations, were media companies, were creative agencies. And now with the emergence of social media the past decade or so, everyone is a publisher. Mm-hmm. And because everyone has a camera, but not everyone has some great studio, everyone is publishing content that is mm. normal looking. That's just from their phone. And so that has lowered this expectation of this high value production need and so if you're a church and you know you i saw many pastors through this pandemic rush to sort of like put together this really really polished service Mm -hmm. and they look back um you know a few weeks later and realized like the numbers weren't really um equating to Mm -hmm. their efforts i'm i talked to a few pastors like man i'm I'm busier than i've ever been and i'm like whoa whoa why are you so busy? We're mm-hmm. literally quarantined at home. And they were like, well, we're just having to produce and edit. And and then, and then lo and behold, a Q&A session from their phone yeah. did, <laughs> you know, four times the amount yeah. of traffic and viewership as their online stream service. So yeah. that we've seen like Jimmy Fallon yeah. do the late night show or the tonight show, excuse me, every night from his phone or his iPad no production value really there. They even changed the logo to look, feel more like at, at home or scrapbookish. Yeah. You saw, uh, Steph and Aisha Curry, you know, NBA superstar, his wife is an entrepreneur. They did this home and hallelujah type events where they mm-hmm. gathered worship artists and worship leaders to come together and create like a worship concert. But everyone was on their phone. I mean, Chris Tomlin was singing and he had his two girls with him and he's singing Good, Good Father. Yeah. And you're like trying not to weep because his little yeah. girls are singing, you know, you're a good, good father. I don't know if they were singing to Chris or they're singing to, yeah. to the heavenly, their heavenly father. But nonetheless, I was crying. I didn't care. Yeah. And it's, it's, we're not saying, hey, don't have good lighting and sure. don't have good audio. But if you're going to be busy during this time, and I think probably a lot of pastors are going to be busy, you want to be busy calling your people. You want to be busy uh, making sure that the individuals in your church who've lost a job are able to make ends meet. Uh, you don't want to spend all of your time in front of a computer trying to edit this or edit that. And we want to be good. We, we want to have a good quality service. But don't forget about the content. I mean, it is better to have a cell phone camera sermon that that speaks to your people and that has weight and you've you've put a lot into it than a highly produced service um, where it's just a shallow message that just says, hey, uh, yeah, you know, everybody's life is tough right now. You know, you just got to trust God. People want depth right now and we have to be able to give it to them. And they want authenticity. Yeah. You know, everyone is going through this the world is sort of going through the same 
um, problem together. And mm-hmm. it's really unique how everyone is sort of dealing with it. On a personal level, it's really unique. Yeah. It's really interesting to see how everyone's dealing with the pandemic differently. Some people are thriving. Some people are like binge eating. Yeah. Uh, you know, myself, <laughs> you know, like comfort eating. Some people, you know, I've, I've sort of been in this wave of like doing bad, really mm-hmm. sad about like just having to be in all, all the time and then doing really great. And I know everyone's dealing with it, dealing with it in their own way. And as church leaders and as pastors, you know, I think it's important to remember: just be yourself, mm-hmm. be authentic, um, you know, be simple. I, I don't think you have to, you know, have this huge production value. In the old days, right? The old common wisdom was: if if you're going to stream, you've got to stream well, or don't do it at all. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's the case. Which brings me to the next lesson we're learning in 2020 is that streaming church isn't the solution, if you will. Mm-hmm. Streaming is a solution, but when the, when the quarantine happened, we saw all these churches try to take their physical gathering and, and reproduce that or duplicate that to a digital gathering. And you know, streaming church isn't new, but what we're learning and what we're seeing is you can't replicate that physical gathering coming together uh, with your church online for an hour and a half, two hours, and trying to produce that, even limiting, right? We've seen people shave and trim back their online services, but still, you know, um, 30 minutes is a long time for someone to watch something on Facebook because the habits of people mm-hmm. on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter is to watch a video that's 60 seconds or or mm-hmm. or 90 seconds and we have churches trying to uh produce these long services and i get why right it's a weekly mm-hmm. rhythm but but where they're publishing this content that content is normally not being viewed that way and so it's almost going against the grain it's like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole for churches and so if you're a church and you're and you're listening to this no like streaming is an option but it shouldn't be like your main focus right now. Yeah, streaming, and I think I think we're gonna emerge from this and we're gonna say, oh, we, we should have known this all along. Streaming cannot reproduce a Sunday morning service. It can't take its place. Whether you watch your service on TV, on the internet, it can't take the place of meeting together. So it's okay to be creative and say, hey, if we're gonna have our Sunday service on the internet, we can do some stuff that's different because this isn't this isn't the Sunday service that we're used to and it's not the Sunday service we're gonna go back to. So have the freedom to be able to play around with that saying, hey, like, if it's different now, that doesn't mean the Sunday morning service has changed. It just means that we're communicating this in a different medium, and we're going to gather back together, and it's it's going to change again. But have the option to be able to do that, and I think that's important. Yeah, which brings us to the third lesson of 2020 that I believe pastors and churches are learning together, and, and that is this. We are living in the era of the digital pulpit. Mm. You know, everyone is digital pulpit now. Yeah. at least for the foreseeable future. And so um, learning to take that content, because remember, you know, if you're a pastor and you've been writing sermons every week for the past several years, you know this. You know that writing a sermon is an arduous journey. It's, it's a dense piece of content that you put your heart and your soul and your blood, sweat, and tears into. The average pastor spends 10 and a half hours preparing a sermon every week. That's more time than you eat your meals in that same 
period of time. And so writing a sermon is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, in, in, in I would say not years past, in months past, right, with where we're at, things change so rapidly, uh, the old way would be prepare the sermon, spend all that time, get up, preach the sermon, publish it on a podcast or throw it up on your website and be done with it. Mm-hmm. I think the issue with that is, Going back to our second point is you can't just throw up a 45-minute piece of content on Facebook. People just aren't going to consume it that way. But they are. They are consuming two-minute, three-minute, 60-second, bite-sized pieces of content. Mm -hmm. And so you've put all that work, right, into your sermon. There's a lot of content there. Uh, Break apart or, 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 or create pieces, micro pieces of your sermon and publish them on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, you, there's so many ways that you can use your sermon to to bless your people daily, not just on the weekend. Yeah, and and here's here's kind of a pet peeve, Justin, of mine. When it comes to podcasts, when it comes to um, streaming, when it comes to posting on Facebook, it feels like a lot of churches. There are many churches that do that because they want to go viral or they want to be kind of well known outside of their church. And I would encourage pastors, hey, if other people see it, it's good, but put that that material together for your people. And so when you're creating a streaming service, say, hey, I'm speaking to my church, and if other people connect with it, that's great. And so what happens is, is you're like, okay, people are gonna be listening to this message, they're gonna be hearing this message, and this bite-sized content now is a reminder of what they can do to apply that message. And so when you're sending out blogs that are transcripts of your message or partial transcripts, you're sending out clips, what you're doing there is you're saying, hey, remember we talked about that, here's a reminder. Here's a reminder of something important for you to listen to and apply on Monday or on Tuesday on Wednesday. And I think that's very, very important. But if we're going to go viral, it's going to change the way that we communicate. We obviously have to be aware of how people are going to perceive us online. But I just think it's so important for pastors, speak to your people. Don't try to be the next famous individual. Just try to relate to the people in front of you, and that'll help you hone your content, and that'll help you speak directly to the needs of the people you're preaching to every week. So you're not, you're not speaking to people you know, hundreds of miles away. You're speaking to the people right there in front of you, the challenges uh, of their life day in and day out, and you know those people better than probably anybody else does. So as we sort of close out this first episode, let, let's speak real practically about how a pastor can repurpose some of that sermon content mm-hmm. So that they can preach beyond the physical pulpit and they can preach uh, in their digital pulpit every day. Because your people are on social media every day. You can be a blessing to them every day. You're not having church every day, Mm -hmm. but you can be a blessing to them and add value to them and help them grow in their spiritual walk with Christ every single day. So if you're taking a content, let's just talk practically here. Let's say your message has three three points. You can take each one of those points and make a blog post out of them. You can take each one of uh, those points, and let's say you have a passage for each point. You can post uh, a graphic of each passage. It's really easy. There's free software out there. I won't get into that, but you can post the uh, the passages that you use for the sermon that week, so post it in the morning. Here's the scripture we talked about. You could uh, take your um, you could create small group questions or, or, or thought-provoking questions, right? Almost mm-hmm. like devotional questions where maybe you're resolving something or you're making a point in your message, but, but reverse engineer that to create a question. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like for instance, on forgiveness, if, 
if you're wanting to talk about forgiveness and, and you have a message on it, you could say one of the questions could be, you know, real simply, oh, who is someone that you have continually had to forgive in your own life? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's that's really easy post. That could be a Facebook post. That could be a question. Um, hopefully people aren't answering. Yeah, hopefully it's, <laughs> they know it's a rhetorical yeah, question. Right? <laughs> um, you could also, if you want to get really crazy with it, you could take your series. Like, let's see, you have a four-week series on grace. You could create an ebook out of it. Mm-hmm. You could create a book out of it. There's all different types of ways that you can repurpose your content, Pastor. And you've spent all the work, right? That work is, you you spent a lot of time. Don't let that just go on a hard drive somewhere or on a podcast link somewhere. Repurpose that content because you, we are living in, in an era of the digital pulpit. And yes, we will always have a physical pulpit once the quarantine is over. But but no, now you know that there is a digital pulpit out there and you can speak every day of the week, not just on Sundays. Don't, don't um, you know, don't push the burden off on a publisher to add, you know, to be a blessing to your people. You can carry that, and it's actually more natural, I feel like. If you're already talking about something, if your church is in a series, and they're seeing you continually add uh, content and, and um, spiritual nuggets to their life online, I just think it, it, it just uh, deepens that trust and... Um, that journey further if you're able to do that as their church mm-hmm. and not somebody that they've never met. Yeah, and it too when you're preaching, I know sometimes with me, I'll get to the end and I'll say, okay, as a result, do uh, do this. Find somebody and share with them uh, something you're you're struggling with, or uh, find somebody and share your story. So you have these prompts and these things, and a lot of people when they're in the moment will say, oh, I sh- I need to do that this week. Um, you can send out those reminders. You can even get somebody who's in the church and say, hey, how did you do this? And you mentioned, uh, Justin, about the sort of after the sermon podcast or video where people will send in questions about the message. That's a great, that's, that is a great opportunity for you as a pastor because you just spent 10 hours studying a passage and putting together a message. Uh, obviously, there's going to be material that you didn't touch, uh, thought processes that you hadn't had a chance to work through in your message and you can get people to ask you about it because it's all right there like you've already studied it so there are some great ideas for you to take that and um, really kind of push out the content that you've created and help continue to disciple your people throughout the week and and prepare them to disciple their families as well yeah well that's episode one and thank you guys for listening it's been uh, really excited about pursuing this podcast Uh, Hello Church, and some of the lessons and the things that we're going to be sharing, again, are lessons that we've learned or lessons that we are still learning that we believe that could be helpful uh, for you as a, as a church leader. So thanks again. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, or if you prefer the video version of this, visit our YouTube channel, YouTube, and just do a search for Ministry Pass, and you can subscribe to that so you never miss an episode.